So, so it's Pentecost Sunday, which is very exciting. When I was five years old, I was at a um, conference in Polak. I don't know where Colac is because I was five, but my parents did. Where is it? Western Victoria, thank you. And uh, I was in a nighttime meeting and I was in my orange and white padded dressing gown. Who remembers the padded dressing gowns? No one's going to admit to it. And I went up the front and I was prayed for and I was filled with the Holy Spirit and I spoke in tongues. And I have had an insatiable hunger for the Holy Spirit since that time. I love the Holy Spirit. I hunger for more of Him. I love the presence of God. There is nothing better. Lord Jesus, right now, we pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here in this place. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have life to give. You have refreshing to bring. Lord, you have power from heaven today. Lord, to touch hearts, to bring freedom. And Holy Spirit, we, we open ourselves up to you. Lord, this is all about you. This is not about me. This is all about you. Jesus, this is all about you. And I pray that you would have your way in Jesus' name. You know, when the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts, everything changed. From that moment on, everything changed. But that change did not stop when Acts, the book of Acts finished. It did not. The Holy Spirit is still here today. He is still here changing people's lives, setting people free, bringing healing, bringing wholeness, bringing refreshment, bringing joy. He quenches our thirst. He refreshes us. He transforms us. He brings life and health to us. And that's what we're looking at today in church. You're in a series called Set Apart. And when the Holy Spirit touches our lives, he sets us apart. We're different. And it's noticeable. It's noticeable to those people around us. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God in the same way that the Father and the Son are. The Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit in many ways. Some of the, the ways he is described, he's described as oil, which nourishes, isn't it? Oil comes and it nourishes. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's described, described as water, which is refreshing. Have you ever had a beautiful glass of water when you're thirsty? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He refreshes us. He's described as fire, which is power, but it's also refining. Both sides. He's described as a dove. We sing about the peace of God. As the Holy Spirit comes, he brings peace. So those are pictures of, of uh, 
what he brings or does, but we shouldn't confuse that with who he is. He is God in the same way that Jesus and the, and the Father are God. And, and he is the one here on earth with us. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And before he left the earth, Jesus told his disciples, he said, guys, it is better for you if I go. That's pretty wild, right? Jesus, the Son of God, he said, it is better for you if I go, because then I can send to you the helper. The helper. You've got a helper. I've got a helper. The wonderful, wonderful Holy Spirit. Joel 2, 28 and 29. My Bible, uh, when it talks about this scripture, says, the Lord's promise of his spirit. Then, after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon how many people? All people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. The promise of his spirit. The Lord's promise of his spirit. From, from the moment the Holy Spirit touches our lives, things change. He does a number of things and we're going to look at them today. We're going to look at just a couple, a couple of things that he does. The Holy Spirit brings, the first thing I want to talk about, vision. The Holy Spirit brings vision. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, it says, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. The Holy Spirit brings vision and dreams to our life. He awakens us on the inside. He comes, he comes, on and he, he comes to us and he says, come on, begin to dream. See the vision I have for your life. Are you living today out of God's vision for your life? See, some people fell asleep last year. And some, some people haven't woken up again. Are you living out of the vision that God has for your life? Are you awake to it? Don't, don't live a life that is within the boundaries of your own abilities and your own limitations. Come. Come here and look and to see what I have for you. That's what he says. The God we serve is the God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who spoke and creation, it, it, it appeared. The God who created humankind from the dust of the earth. The God who conquered death. This is the God we serve. The God who performs miracles. We sang about it. This is a house of miracles. The God who takes what is broken and gives it new life. The God who takes what others think is worthless and gives it worth. That's our God. He takes the things that were discarded. And he says, you have so much value. The God who planned good works for us to do before we were even created. God saw you before you were even created and he planned good works for you to do. What has he planned for you? Do you know? See, I could never have dreamed up this life for myself. 
I couldn't. If I tried, I couldn't. I never would have thought it possible. I didn't expect it, but you know what? And it's a roller coaster at times. Does anyone find that about life? Sometimes you're up and then you're screaming because you're going down. I never could have dreamed it. But it's the most fulfilling, exciting, sometimes terrible, <laughs> but exciting life that I could ever live because it's God's vision. And success comes from us seeing what it is God has for us and then focusing on that. Proverbs 28 verse 18 in the message translation says, if people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. When we can't see, when we don't have vision, God's vision, we stumble. We, maybe we wander aimlessly. Maybe you feel like that today. Maybe you think, oh, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know where, where I'm supposed to be going. When we don't have God's vision, we can head in the wrong direction. Or we can go around and around in circles, going over the same ground, but never gaining traction, never moving on. God doesn't want that for your life. He doesn't want you wandering aimlessly. He wants you moving on. The Bible says he wants us to move from glory to glory. Ah. Oh. God has a vision for our life. He sees the future. And he says, open your eyes and let me show you. Let me give you vision. Let me fill you with the Holy Spirit so you can see, so you can have vision, so you can have a dream. Have you lost your vision? I believe that it can come back today. Are you wondering what you should be doing next? I believe God wants to speak to you today. Because one of the things the Holy Spirit does when he comes is he gives us vision. The second thing that he does that I want to talk about today is that he gives us boldness. He gives us boldness. The, the Holy Spirit brings boldness. The Apostle Peter. You've heard of him, right? Yep. The Apostle Peter had an encounter with the Holy Spirit with the other people in the upper room. He had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and it totally transformed his life. Totally. And he'd been walking with Jesus for those three years. But when the Holy Spirit came on Peter, he was transformed and changed. Just before Jesus died on the cross, so let's go back a little while, he, said, he had this conversation with Peter and he said, Peter... You're going to deny me three times. And Peter started to tell Jesus off. Not so smart. He said, Jesus, I'm sorry, you got it wrong. He said, everybody else, anybody else, but not me. Not me. He said, I will even die with you, Jesus. You can sort of hear the fall that he's going to have coming 
just as the words, as you read the words, right, on the, in the Bible. So, of course, Peter did what Jesus said he was going to do and what he said he wouldn't do because we all have days, times, circumstances where we do things that we don't think we'll do. And afterwards, Peter was afraid, he was ashamed, and he was a mess. Maybe you can relate with, to that in some way today. Maybe you feel like that today. I've got good news for you. The Holy Spirit's here. God's here. Because Peter was in that situation and this amazing thing happened for him. Acts 1.8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you will receive power. That word power actually means ability. And you will receive ability when the Holy Spirit comes on you. I'm going to give you ability. That's what Jesus said. I'm going to give you my ability to witness now, this power is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power. It's the same power. It talks about in Ephesians 3 that, um, that works within us to achieve more than we can ask, think, or imagine. It's the same power. It's the same power that enables people to be saved and come to Christ. That's what the power that the Holy Spirit poured out at Pentecost. That's exciting. It goes on to say, Acts 2, 1 to 4, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then they looked like then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. How exciting. Wouldn't that have been exciting to be there? It's like an amazing movie. Tongues of fire falling. But it was real. It's better than a movie. And we can see the change. We see the change that happened after the Holy Spirit was poured out. The man, Peter, who had previously denied Jesus, who used to be afraid, who said to a servant girl, no, I, I don't know him. He stood up and through the power of the Holy Spirit began to fulfill the prophecy that Jesus spoke of in Acts 1.8, and he addressed the crowd with boldness, the Bible says, and with power. And this rough fisherman had a smooth and powerful delivery, and his message was not only articulate and logical, it was effective. And 3,000 people came to know Jesus that day. Oh, Peter the betrayer became Peter the bold. Peter the denier was Peter the disciple of Jesus delivering a message that drew 3,000 people to the kingdom. 
The transformation in Peter's life was brought through the Holy Spirit. Peter had walked with Jesus, learnt from him, but in Acts 2 he received the Holy Spirit's indwelling and enabling. And look what happened. That's a pretty incredible change, don't you think? Can you see? Can you see the change that the Holy Spirit brought? But that was only the beginning. It was only, Acts 2 was only the beginning. On that day, there was an unmistakable evidence of the moving and the working of the power of the Holy Spirit. But then, as the book of Acts unfolded, as the gospel continued to be spread through the world, the church was born. Acts 4.31, after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. These are the same people that were filled with the Holy Spirit a few, verse, a few chapters ago. And then they were refilled again. Because you can get refilled with the, with the Holy Spirit and refilled again and refilled again. And you can get more bold. And you can open your mouth and God will give you his ability to preach, to, to not to preach. You can preach, but how about just to share? How about just to witness? How about just to open your mouth and tell people that Jesus is there for them? How about to, to say to someone who is going through a hard time, can I pray for you? I believe Jesus wants to touch you. How about that? See, these guys were continually empowered by the Holy Spirit. So have you, feel, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? That's my question today. The ability from heaven, have you been filled with that so that you can be transformed just like the Apostle Peter? Maybe you have, but maybe you need to be refilled today. The power that was available on the day of Pentecost is still available today. Refilled. I need to be refilled every day, really. Come back to God and say, God, I need more. I need more. Because as we follow, as we follow God, as we allow the Holy Spirit access, He changes us. He transforms us. He takes shy, quiet, fearful, timid, I don't want to speak in public, Mel, and gets her to run a church. And that's, that's not, that, that's nothing to do with me. Trust me, it's nothing to do with me. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that transforms a life and brings freedom. And he does that for everyone who opens their life to him who gives him access, who surrenders and says, oh, it's not about me, God, it's about, actually about you. Let me get in on what you have for me to do. We can all do that. The last thing I want to talk about that the Holy Spirit brings is joy. Is joy. You know, if the last year has done anything, I think 
one of the things it has done is affect our joy for some. We don't even talk about joy much anymore. And joy happens to be my middle name. So I think I should be a carrier of joy. And how's your joy level today? In Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and joy is one of those fruits. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and the others. I heard a preacher say once that the Holy Spirit is the perfect guest. When he comes, he brings gifts with him. He brings a basket of fruit, and it's the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings joy. And joy is so important. The Bible tells us that joy is our strength. It's our strength. It also tells us that joy is like medicine. Medicine, you know, makes you better. Joy is like, brings healing to us. When some people are filled with the Holy Spirit, they just start to laugh. Because they're so joyful. Now maybe you're here this morning and, and you know you've lost your joy. A lot of people jumped onto the Marie Kondo. Is that how you say it? None of you know. So, <laughs> This woman, a few years ago, I didn't jump onto her bandwagon because she made you throw things out. I didn't want to throw that out. Anyway, the band, she, uh, there's this, uh, this, anyway, well, this is what she'd do. Her method is to go through your house and to keep only those things in your life that speak to your heart and discard items that no longer spark joy. Now, you can't do it with people. Hold on to your people. I'm talking about your house and your closet only. And don't hit anyone. No elbows. Now, I don't want to teach you how to organise your closet today. That is not why I'm here. But some of us have items in our life that are restricting our joy. Things that have come on in. Sometimes we invite them in, not deliberately maybe. Other times we don't, but they've come anyway. And they've removed our joy. That spark of joy has been removed. And our soul needs to be swept. Because things like anger or anxiety or bitterness or disappointment or discouragement or, or grief and loss, offense, have taken over because our heart can get filled with a lot of things and, and the sad truth about the world today is that people don't have joy anymore they can't even see joy anymore because all people are looking for is offense what will you say that is going to offend me let me find it so i can be offended and we can be so busy waiting on offense the cancel culture, that, we, that, we, that we've all lost, we've lost our joy. 
Give us our strength. And sometimes we can lose our joy because of, of something that has been very significant in our life in a negative way. And it's real and it matters to God. I'm here to tell you today, it matters to God. Wounding and trauma matters to God. And if we don't, and we don't, we just don't deal with that sort of thing by just saying, well, just wake up to yourself, get over it and pretend it didn't happen. That's not what God wants for anyone. Because all these things can, can jump on us and affect us and infect us. And they can leave a mark on our soul and God wants to deal with that. I was talking with a beautiful friend of mine who had some very, really hard years. And she said, she was talking to another lady and um, she realised that she had a spirit of grief on her from going through some pretty full-on horrible stuff. And sometimes we can feel, uh, we can find ourselves being full of emotion that doesn't make sense. I don't know if you've ever been there. Because our soul has been affected and for some reason we haven't been able to deal with something properly and there's been damage and we need to be set free. I've sat in a meeting, stood in a meeting in the presence of God and just wept as God has set me free from something in my soul that had caused damage that needed to be healed. Do you know what the Bible says that God gives us in exchange for mourning or grief? And I'm, just talk, I'm, I'm not just talking about the, the grief that happens when someone passes away, although that is very, very sad. One of the definitions of mourning or grief in the Bible is this, an event causing great damage or distress. Do you know what the Bible gives us, what God gives us in exchange for an event that causes great damage or distress. What he gives us to heal us after an event causing great damage or distress. The Bible says he gives us joy. Here, let me take that because I have something that's going to make you strong. Isaiah 61 says, and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the oil of joy for the event that caused great damage and distress, the oil of joy instead of grief, the oil of the anointing of joy. The Holy Spirit wants to bring joy instead of what you're carrying at the moment if you are carrying something that needs to be healed. God wants you free to love, to laugh, to have joy through every circumstance. I need some musicians or keyboard or something. Is that what we do? Oh, where is she? Oh, there she is. Thank you, lovely lady. 
1 Samuel, there's a story of a woman called Hannah. She's a great lady. And verse 10 tells us that she was in deep anguish and she was crying bitterly. It says she had great sorrow and she had lost her joy because she'd suffered a major disappointment and discouragement and it left a mark on her soul. You might be here this morning and you've suffered something and has left a mark on your soul. Do you know what Hannah did? When everyone else was eating and drinking and having a party, she went to the temple. She went to the house of God. She went to the one who could actually do something about what was going on inside her. Smart lady. And she took it to, him, to, to God. And after she did that, something amazing happened. Her circumstances did not change at that point. But her countenance did. But her inside did. But her heart did. The Bible says she got up and she ate and she was no longer sad. She got her joy back. She met with God and he healed her. So, I've talked about three things. When the Holy Spirit comes on us, he brings vision. Some of you are sitting here today thinking, God, I actually don't know. I don't know what my next step is. Or maybe you've, you know, you've been going the wrong way. And you just want to say, God, I want your vision for my life. I want your dream reignited for my life. I feel like I've been asleep. I want to wake up to you, to you, to all you have for me. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you need to be refilled and have that boldness. Or... Or maybe there's something sitting on you that has stolen your joy. God wants to touch you. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But before we do that, I, I just want to ask, I don't know many of you, and you might be here in church today, First time, a hundredth time, it doesn't actually matter. It's not about being in church, but it's all about do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then gosh, it is the most important decision you will ever make. It will change your life in a moment. It will change your eternal destiny. And if you don't know Christ, there's never been a time when you have asked Jesus to come into your life. Then I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Or maybe you need to recommit your life to him right now. I'm going to ask everyone just to close their eyes. And if that's you this morning, just raise your hand. First time commitment or recommitment. Is there anyone here? Just put it up high. Thank you, lovely person just there. Is there anyone else who wants to do that? There's another one just there. That's beautiful. Thank you. 
You can put your hands down. Okay. We're going to pray a prayer, but then I want to I want to offer prayer for anyone here this morning. I believe God wants to touch just a few people. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray a prayer. I want us all to pray this prayer together. For you two who have responded, ask Jesus into your heart. Please join us as we pray this prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. I choose to live for you. I thank you that today I am saved. Father, for those two right now, I pray that you would touch them with your power, Lord, right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Okay, I just want to open the altar. If you need prayer for vision, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Thank you, God. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Or maybe you need prayer because there is something in your life that has stolen your joy and you need your joy back. Why don't you just come out the front right now?